Welcome everyone to the next episode of the Send Nutrition Podcast. You're with your host Brian and Peter today and on episode 58 we are going to talk about checking your feed rate and the ins and outs of are you feeding too much or are you feeding too little of your extra calorie source and this has been brought about by just questions on the user group looking at other calorie sources and particularly looking at the feed rates of the Send Lupin pellet. And we're going to really deep dive into making this really simple for your diet in incorporating it, but while also improving your whole nutrient profile for your horse. How are you, Peter? Brian, very well today. I'm, I'm still starstruck from our special guest last week, Guy McLean. So we're, we're a little bit in awe still on a, on a pretty big high. Yeah, 100%. If anyone hasn't or maybe lived under a rock, there's episode 57 where we deep dive with Guy McLean and why he's involved with Sen and the really positive results he's had with that really world famous horse nugget so that's a that's a must listen from everyone and the feedback's been absolutely amazing yeah exactly so Brian this has come about obviously as you said on, on a users group there's a little I don't know whether it's sort of misconceptions or, or maybe sort of not understanding the digestible energy and feeds um, so we'd like to address obviously why uh, the feed rate is really important and, and, and sort of to know whether you're underfeeding, overfeeding, because it will play a big role in obviously how your horse goes. So Brian, let's get into it. What I think we should start off with for our, you know, for our listeners is probably what the goal is. So when we would get a new horse, we'd look at, okay, well, what are we currently feeding? What is our goal? Do we want to put weight on the horse? Do we want to maintain the weight? Or, or obviously do we want to lose a little bit of weight? And then obviously we feed according to what our goal is. So if we break it down into those three things, it's going to be very easy for, for us to try to reach the goal that we want to reach. And, and as Brian always says, every horse is, is an individual rather than getting a product and looking at the back of the bag and just feeding what obviously the recommendation is, you've got to look at the individual horse and take it from there. 100% agree, Peter. Those feed guides on the back of the bag is really if you're going to start from scratch in formulating a diet and they're always going to be needed to be adjusted, those amounts, because every horse has a different metabolic rate. They have different environments, different conditions, and even the way you train a horse is different to someone else and, and the way they use their energy. Someone's hay ration, the nutrient profile of this, will be different to someone's pasture ration. So even our products, we've got a Sen feed guide for the Sen Lupin pellet, but when you look at this, it's just a guide. It's it's a range, like say 300 grams to 700 grams for an amount of work. And this is just only to be used then to be adjusted because you want to see the response, as Peter said, in their condition. You want to see the response in temperament, see if that calorie source is suitable for them. And then that leads us into the next part. When you are swapping from another fibre source to that send lupin pellet, how do you match that? Yeah, Brian, and one point I'd like to add on top of that is too, in terms of you said, you know, the volume of the feed, some people might think their horse weighs 600 kilograms. It might actually be 450 kilograms or, or it might be the other way around. You know, it's 450, but it's really 600. And not everyone has got a platform scale at, at home with their horse and obviously waste them every month. So that's where I think the feed rate on the back of the bag, it's, I wouldn't say it's irrelevant. It's, it's there as a guide. It's, it's not sort of God's Bible, but you've got to look at the horse and run. Like if you're feeding X amount of kilos and a horse is losing weight, obviously you're not feeding enough for what it's doing. And if the horse is blowing up like a balloon, 
you're feeding too much, so you've got to cut that back. So you can't just go, all right, well, the back of the bag says I need to feed two kilograms and I'm going to keep feeding two kilograms and my horse is getting heavier and heavier and heavier and then it, you get an issue. That's not how it works, unfortunately. 100%. And if the back of the bag of, say, bag X says feed one kg for maintenance and then the back of the bag for, the, for a send product says half a kg, you're not going to match the calorie source if you were feeding one kg of the of bag X when you're only feeding half of the, the send product when it's nearly the same digestible energy you're feeding that one kg you're seeing the response from that previous product then you can kind of look at the whole calorie intake of your diet and did you really need to be feeding that one kg you can start at the the 500 grams of say the send loop and pellet and see the response you you can adjust these amounts up and down because it's just a feed guide. And Brian, exactly. As you, know, as you said in an example, you start at 500 grams, that horse's metabolism, you know, age of the horse might be a really healthy horse. That 500 grams is more than enough for that particular horse. But if you've got an older horse that's had issues throughout its life, that horse might need 1.25 kilograms to maintain its condition. So this is why you've got to look at the individual and don't just look at the back of the bag. Yeah, and when you see the lupin pellet, the send lupin pellet with that, superior nutrient profile it's got double the fiber to say beet pulp so you might even get away with less amount because you've got double the digestible fiber all depends on how that horse responds to this with its metabolism and its work but pete's going to really touch on that hard comparison because there's a lot of comparisons going from the send lupin pellet or or people switching from the beet pulp to the send lupin pellet and the way they they measure it and the way how how long it lasts yeah, Brian, I'd, I sort of want to knock it on the head before it sort of, you know, gets out of control a little bit with our, with our users and, and, and sort of listeners. So I'm going to try to keep this as simple as possible. Uh, so the way that I'd like to compare it is, I think there was a comment on, you know, one of the threads that, you know, beat pop goes a really long way and, you know, the sin loop and pallet doesn't go as long. So the easiest way to compare this is let's just go with the digestible energy. So basically that's, you know, that's how energy dense the, the feed is. So with the Sinlupin pellet, we've got 13 megajoules of digestible energy. If we compare that to a beet pulp, it's got 11 megajoules of digestible energy. So so there's two, you know, 2% digestible energy basically less with the beet pulp. So that comment sort of by that person who said, oh, you know, like beet pulp goes a lot further. If you look at the numbers, you know that's a myth it's not it's not true so what that means is that person is feeding a lot less beet pulp compared to what they would have been feeding the lupin pellet so let's just say you know they were feeding 300 grams of the beet pulp so equivalent amount for the lupin pellet to get the same energy obviously with a better profile you might only need to feed 200 grams of the of the lupin pellet so it is a bit of a misconception that's going around and I think why that's happening is because they're not calculating the dry weight of both products, they're calculating the wet weight when the water's been added to the beet pulp. Is there any further, Brian, you want to add on to that? Yeah, I 100% agree with that. And But also where some beet pulp users are coming across is, oh, that product fluffs up after you soak it. Okay, so if you wet the lupin pellet, it does fluff up, but probably not as much as a beet pulp. So you're getting... A, a bigger volume but you're not getting a more dense nutrient profile so it's just water so it's just extending that amount of feed just with that water so when you're looking at your hard feed the volume there you just want your horse to finish it in a reasonable amount of time you don't want to extend it because what else are they going to do they're going to go back, they're going to go back to their hay ration or their pasture ration 
which is what they're supposed to be grazing on 24-7, the hard feed is there to get your nutrients in and then it's not there to be grazed on all day because you need that longer stem roughage to promote all that saliva production to help that gastric environment especially. So saying that that beet pulp lasts longer, it only looks longer because it's been blown up with water and as you know, the Sendlupin pellet, and it's like a broken record moment again, has double the fibre, has way lower iron, has a better trace mineral profile, has better protein quality, same amount of starch, lower sh- low sugar, and then also has that slightly higher digestible energy. So we're not importing our lupin pellet. It's Australian-made. The beet pulp is international, has to come through customs. You, you're supporting a, a full Australian company in Sen, and... For all those reasons, I'd be making a switch, but it is up to you guys in the end. Brian, you're a great salesman. <laughs> I kind of just went on a roll, but yeah, sorry. <laughs> that's a, no, sorry, that's everyone. Okay. I'm just, just opening those facts up. And when you look at a nutritious food or a healthy feed profile for a horse in Australian conditions, we've got to be supporting Australian farmers first, but also what's best for the horse. And going on a neutral front, that send lupin pellet has a better profile. Well said, Brian. Yeah, Brian's just very passionate, obviously, along with myself. And we do want to put these myths to bed because obviously some people have a perception or, or, you know, they're used to doing something. But as I said previously, if we just go by dry weight, so when you're calculating your feed, whether it's 300 grams, 500 grams or or a kilogram, you need to weigh the dry weight feed. So if you're going to feed 500 grams of beet pulp, the equivalent in energy would be around about 450 grams of the lupin pellet because we're 13 megajoules, beet pulp's 11 megajoules. So based on energy... Our, our product is more energy dense, hence why our product goes further than a bee pulp. Where people are getting confused is they start adding five parts water, it swells up, it looks like a really big feed, but if you've got five parts water to one part dry dry matter product, the horse is only getting water majority, you know, and only a little bit obviously of the, of the hard feed. And the second point, and like I'd like to make, and Brian will, will extend a little bit on it too, is remember too that the spring pasture is a lot more dense with water as well compared to, compared to hay, which obviously is fed a bit more in the winter time. So you have to watch the extra water in the spring grass. You're, you're adding water into, into your beet pulp. So that's a lot of water, obviously, that's, um, you know, that's getting fed to your horse. So you are actually shortchanging the, those calories that the horse needs to, to maintain and put condition on. So just be careful with, with obviously adding too much water or you know, as a great alternative, like the lupin pellet can be fed dry or, or it can be fed wet. You don't have to do five parts water. You can do two parts water. You can do three parts water. We give our users more options with the lupin pellet to, to what the beet pulp does. Yeah, that's well said, Peter. And, and we're here to compromise if you cannot remove yourself from the beet pulp. You just love that fluffing. Why not add half the send lupin pellet to the beet pulp just to bring that nutrient profile better, but also to improve that digestible energy profile and also the protein quality. So in any instance, the send lupin pellet can be included at a really good feed rate. And then you will monitor the response of your horse to see if you adjust it up or down. And in the majority of cases, it's highly nutritious and dense. So you might even save money in the end. Yeah, that's what summarised, Brian. And also, the Sunlupa pellet, if, you, you know, if you're feeding a, a vitamin and mineral supplement, which is in a powder form, you still can use the lupin pellet as the carrier. Obviously, you might need to wet it down so, that, so the powder actually sticks to the, you know, to the actual pellet itself. So we do obviously have our own vitamin and mineral pellet in a, 
in a seven kilogram bag in a sea of 50 as well as the, the grain free if you've got a poor doer but you know we respect people's choices if they wanted to use another another company's powder so just like the bead pulp you, you still can use the lupin pellet as a, as a carrier yeah it's a highly adjustable the feed rate for the lupin pellet you want to keep your vitamin mineral profile consistent so feeding a consistent amount of the send grain free complete feed or the cf50 and then what is great about that lupin pellet is it can go up and down in adjustment and you're not short changing those daily requirements of the vitamin minerals yeah yeah that's well summarized brian so as a as a sort of example for our for our listeners out there obviously you know we're checking your feed rate so you need to have a look at probably the most important one is the is the digestible energy so when are you feeding too much or, or, or feeding not enough? Obviously, depending on the energy source, whether you've got a horse that's in competition, whether you've just got an old retired sort of hack or a, you know, or a broodmare or you, or you sort of have a stallion, you've got to look at the energy that you need. So as we meant, you know, mentioned at the very beginning is you've got to look at you know, what the horse is on at the moment. Okay, you want to transition, obviously, to, to the Send Feed program. Well, you've got to look at what sort of energy um, you know, requirements you've needed with the old feed what obviously you know your goal is going to be to 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 achieve with the new feed and and, and it's simply all right well i've got to put weight on i need more energy obviously i need more fermentable fiber if you if you really want to you know make the horse lose weight you probably want to limit you know the actual calories itself and you might need a product like the cf50 at say 150 grams just to make sure that that horse is getting that base vitamin mineral level um, because it doesn't need any more you know any more calories and you know what you're feeding in the pasture or the or the hay might be enough and that is a service that we offer obviously to try to balance the you know balance the diet it's 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 the free diet analysis and look carly's fantastic with it pretty quick turnaround time um, and, and that's and as we normally say is we we try to incorporate a feed program rather than just flogging individual products yeah it's that overall balance that we're trying to promote when peter and i are on the phone to someone new that wants their whole diet reassessed that's our first question what are you feeding now what's the training that you've got what's your environment what's your pasture type because that's your best base to see if you're if your horse is a good doer or a poor doer but then also at the end of the conversation, it's it's also monitor your horse for the next two weeks to three weeks. See the weight change or condition. If they're going to put weight on with this new calorie match with the Send products and you want that condition to be consistent, you're going to save money because you can back it down, say, half a kg or a few hundred grams of that calorie source, so say the Send Lupin pellet. And in the end, what's happening inside the horse is it's better efficiency in digestion with send products we don't have fillers or or extra byproducts in there that are not utilized so in the end you're getting better value for money but the horse is not wasting energy digesting or trying to process this feed to to maintain condition so then it has more energy in recovery and other aspects of performance that's all summarized brian um, you set an example before obviously some people just love feeding beet pop and obviously it fluffs up and you know that's what they want for their horse so what our listeners need to consider is that beet pop as we said it's very high in iron at 752 milligrams so you've got a zinc and copper deficiency so if you did want it to feed the you know the beet pulp you know a product like the cf50 is a great addition at a, at a low feed rate to correct that zinc you know correct that um correct the copper and, and obviously try to balance out the iron so you can feed the beet pulp if if that's what you want it to feed but just make sure that obviously you correct what that product obviously is is deficient in and that'll help balance out the diet once again yeah you can feed the beet pulp if you can get it a, is that a trick question, <laughs> yeah. Brian? Or? <laughs> some, there's been some posts on Facebook saying there's a crisis. And, yeah, there is a crisis with imports, and that's why we've gone the Australian 
farmer option and keeping it all Australian made. But I think it's only going to get worse than get better and trying to get that consistent profile for your horse, particularly over summer. Yeah, we wish you all the best um, in trying to source it. Well, with the supply chain issues, obviously, it's you know it's pretty big news throughout sort of the world media. Is and look, we export as well, and obviously our our shipping rates have gone from about f- you know four thousand five thousand dollars for a for a twenty foot container. The last one was about twelve and a half thousand. You know, like the clients were were happy to pay that for freight because obviously the, you know they love the product, they're getting the results. But what we're saying is then, well, if we're paying twelve and a half thousand, the the beat pop coming out of Europe. You know they're probably paying just as much, if not more. And obviously, the more gridlock we have with the supply chain, the more that price will increase. So, if you are obviously loyal to the BPOP and you're happy with it, just be prepared that the price will be gradually increasing. And as Brian said, that's if you can get supply or not. Yeah, and the key thing with this is we're going to keep our price the same. So we're we're on generally going to be cheaper than the BPOP per bag, depending on the store. You've got to work with your stores. So just walk in if you want the send loop and pellet you tell them you can call our hq we can go back and forth and try and find that happy medium for them to stock it because if they're not getting other fiber sources in and your horse requires it then it's just a no-brainer for them to try and get what the customer wants otherwise we will try and and get and undo that roadblock Exactly, Brian. As another example, I'd, I'd like to use, say, maybe the you know, the grain free as an example or, or even sort of the CF50 in terms of checking your feed rate. So, like, a young horse obviously is going to have, you know, X amount of, of requirements and needs, obviously, the protein for the growth and, obviously, the, you know, the nutrients and the micronutrients. We've got an older horse that's going to be on another scale. So what we're saying is what's on the back of the bag might, might not necessarily apply to your horse even though you know it's within that range of what we recommend, because we have got some clients saying, "Look, I'm only feeding 500 grams of the grain free, and my horse is, is looking spectacular." Where you know, where the lady obviously that, that the Senate's inquiry said, "You know, I've I've just read on your bag that it's got a kilogram for 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 my horse, but I'm getting away with it at at 500." And what we said was, "Look, it's a guide. You keep doing what you're doing because you're getting the results." And you know that horse might not need the kilogram. Because it's just it's in a good state, you know, it hasn't had any issues, it's it's thriving. And you know, if you did feed it any more, it might just urinate all those, you know, all those vitamins and minerals out if, if it didn't need any more. And as Brian said, you gotta calculate what sort of work it's doing, how often it's doing the work, is the work in a winter time, is the work in a summertime. So all this varies, and this is why you can't get hung up on oh well it's two point two kilograms or it's one point two kilograms. You just gotta use a bit of common sense and, and you know, like use your gut feel, have a look at the horse, you know, look at it. It's it's like us, you know, like if we want to lose weight like and we're wherever weight, we're going to be on that scale like every three days or, or every sort of five days where if you don't have that scale, you, you've got your rides and, you know, if, if you see the horse is a bit light on, obviously feed a little bit more. If you see that that horse is, is you know, is a sumo wrestler or looking like a whale, you really got to back off the extra calories or increase the work that you're doing with the horse because you've got to match the work to the calories that, that the horse is getting. And also it does pay if you are hitting those calorie requirements and you think they should be putting on that weight. Maybe there's a stress in the environment or a digestive upset that is affecting the absorption of the nutrients. So that's where the scent extra balance comes in. You get a 40-day supply in one tub and it's a great reset for that digestive system just to ensure the whole environment is there for the digestion of the feed and then also it's it's got the two toxin binders in there as well just to eliminate that as a reason for even their coat or even their weight loss yeah it's almost like a one month detox slash cleanse for the horse you know like we call it like an insurance policy that obviously we recommend doing it 
in a change of seasons. But like I said, if that horse has, um, you know, like an off-the-track thoroughbred that's just come off the off the track and, you know, might be, you know, full of ulcers and, and sort of, you know, like high on grain, so you probably would want to reset that that gut with the, with the extra balance when you are transitioning it onto onto a high-fibre feeds because it's not going to be used to high-fibre. It's, it's probably used to a lot of carbohydrates and starch. Yeah, no, 100%, Peter. Particularly the off-the-track thoroughbred scent has really great results. We find that they really transition well and having that extra assistance with the extra balance just ensures this. Yeah, and also like a lot of obviously the owners, you know, get them into into a paddock or, or you know, they're going to give them ad-lib hay and the horses are probably going to be bolting for the for the hay bag because they've, they've probably never had that ad-lib hay for the last whatever, you know, years they've been racing. So they are going to gorge it down and, and, and you know you're probably going to think of geez i'm not going to be able to pay the hay merchant because it's it's gopping down all that hay but just rest assured that the horse will self-regulate in time it's just its natural instinct is it's going to really hoover that hay down because it's you know it's never had it probably at lib and it's in its mind it's thinking well geez you know i've got this hay today but tomorrow it's going to get taken away from me so it's just trying to eat as much as it can because it's in fear that it's going to get taken away so we got to reprogram their mind that you know the hay's going to be there. Obviously, this is a new thing. It, it just takes a little bit of time to, you know, for the horse to build that trust that the hay's not going anywhere. Yeah, 100%. Peter, sometimes they need, need to even be retrained for their natural instinct of grazing because I've never seen pasture in that extent. And I, I do know of off-the-track thoroughbreds that don't really eat their roughage that well and they, they fully have to transition over a couple of months just to get back into that natural instinct of grazing 24-7, which is only of great benefit for their whole digestive tract and the way they're built anatomically and physiology because if they don't have that consistent flow through that whole tract, there's going to be more metabolic problems that develop but also colic and then you, you lead to more complications just the way their whole structure of their body is yeah that's well summarized and you know obviously with these horses they've you know they've been domesticated they're you know they're in a box you know sort of 22 23 hours of the day it, it goes against their natural instincts and if you do it long enough obviously they you know it just goes against their natural instincts and 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 then that becomes a habit so as brian said you might need to retrain that and as silly as it sounds you know like you put a horse out you know into a paddock and it's not eating you know it's not eating the um you know the hay or the or, or the pasture because it's not used to eating the hay pasture as an example just it come to me now we had one of our listeners that sort of sent through an email and she was feeding quite a lot of hard feed obviously she's um got a few rescue horses there and she's used to sort of four you know four to five kilograms of, of hard feed and, and just only you know putting them out to to pasture for for a few hours a day and just said just just try this you know put them out onto pasture um she swapped over obviously to the you know to the send grain free and a loop and palo. but i just said just start at a very small amount funny enough the horses for the first day did not eat any other hard feed and it's not that they didn't like the you know the taste or the smell they just never came to eat the hard feed because they've been put onto onto pasture and that's more natural to them and obviously that grazing was occupying their mind a lot more and they were happy doing it rather than going onto that hard feed at the four or five kilograms which would have made them eat less pasture or if they're out there for three hours they're trying to eat as much as they can because they know it's going to get taken away from them yeah that's a great example peter i think that about wraps this feed rate podcast up yeah yeah I, there's nothing else sort of that i that, that i want to add but um but look the take-home message here is look at the back of the feed bag 
use it as a guide, but it's you know it's a very very basic guide. You really got to look at your horse and just you know just use your common sense and and look at what does this horse need? How does it look to me? If you're not sure, you can call us. You know, obviously we're pretty active on social media, and there's a send users group as well. There's a lot of people that ask different questions about feeds and and, and sort of solutions to problems. So we're you know we're pretty active on there as well. Yeah, I, I don't think I'll question your feed rate for your gin shot. Is that a bottle brine per <laughs> shot or what? It depends how the afternoon's going. Well, well, Brian, it is a gin and tonic, not a tonic so, and gin. So you need more gin than what you need tonic. I think we've had I'm it coming, wrong. coming around to your house then. I think <laughs> a lot of empty bottles there, Brian. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but um, yeah, you, you guys know how to how to get in contact with us. If you've got any any roadblocks in getting the product on our online store, we've been really streamlining the shipping that everyone wants to wants to get the the biggest subs so lean on your produce stores because just through these covid times just just we're trying to get you guys the best deal and trying to get access and the better value for it and yeah do not hesitate to get the store to call us or even get us to call the store so yeah yeah there has been some delays obviously with you know with covid and and everything with the you know with the shipping especially with the biggest subs for some reason and we're not sure why so if you if you're looking at 20 litre oil or the 15 kilograms sort of CF50, um, they're the main ones that, that, that sort of have been delayed. So every store has got access, obviously, to those two products now, Australia-wide. And um, just, just ask them to get it in. If they, if they don't want to get it in, contact us. We'll try to contact your local sort of photo store as well to, to try to work with them. But a lot of stores have, have been pretty receptive. So, um, you know, there's no reason for them not to get it in. Yeah, yep. well summarised, Pete. What we'll do is... We'll leave that there and uh, we'll have another podcast to you guys really soon. We've, yeah, I think we've got David Evans and Dr. Lena ones coming up. So this that's going to be another another well-received podcast. Yeah, all the all the comments and feedback we've had is that they love the guests that we that we have on board as well. So obviously after after Guy McLean, whoever comes on next is gonna be pretty hard to beat. So Brian, I hope you've done you know, hope you've done your homework following Guy. <laughs> and and even furthermore to that, if you know any one that wants to come onto the podcast that is a person of interest or, or loves Sen, uh, yeah, just get in contact with us. You, you never know your luck. We're in a bit of high demand at the moment. I just don't want to follow Guy McLean. <laughs> so yeah. wh- whoever does, uh, good luck to them. Yeah, yeah. No, all, all good. All right, well, yeah, you guys take care and um, we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. Thank you.